Absolutely, absolutely. Good morning, everybody. We're doing good, right? Well, this morning, I got a subject I think we all need a little bit more of, and it, the title is rest. Anybody need a little more rest? Everybody rested up today? Yeah? I tell you, and, and, and as time goes by, it seems like we get less and less and less rest. Is that true if you got a new baby? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric used to remind me of a few things, make sure I got all the buttons and everything clicked, and I was like, hey, man, you're slipping because I'm doing all I can, man. <laughs> What a blessing to have little Zoe with us today, man. I tell you what, that is, that is awesome. But we're going to be talking about rest. And, and today, I, you know, when we got the holidays approaching, things get a little disjointed, don't it? You ever notice that? You know, we're excited about things. Thanksgiving is a great time to, to just uh, love on our family and things like that. And, and also, there's a lot of things, uh, you know, as the end of the year, it seems like there's a lot of things that are unfinished. We gotta, we, we're stressing. We've got to get this done. We've got to do this. We gotta, you know, before you know it, there's, there's taxes and this and all these things, right, and Christmas cards and all these things. But I hope today that we can just leave all that behind and rest in what God has done for us. Amen? Rest in the truth of what he's doing. And, and I think about that. You know, sometimes you've got stress of company coming over. How many people going to have uh, company coming to their house? Yeah? That's good. All right, how many people are glad they don't have company coming to their house? No, don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. But uh, that's, it's, it's a good time. And then you think about, you know, sometimes there's stress from, from work. Anybody got a stress, stressful job? All right, anybody don't have a stressful job? Are you all taking applications? <laughs> that's good stuff. But, you know, when we think about that, you know, we can just get overwhelmed at times. And, 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 you know, what happens when we start getting overwhelmed, what happens when we start losing focus on some of the main things, amen? So it's always good to kind of reel us back and get our focus aligned on Christ. Does that sound like a good message? It's always a good message, isn't it? When we got our eyes on the Lord. And also when we do that, when we lose focus, I think sometimes we lose thankfulness. Amen. Get quiet there, didn't it? Because, you know what, when, just like, you know, Mike was praying this morning, man, we're so thankful for what you've done. But, you know, when things are going a little uh, off balance in our life, we can tend to, to focus on more of the negative than the positive. But if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you got just a little bit of positive? No, you got the total package of positive, don't you? And so that's what I pray today as we cut through the Word of God, that we can look at that and, and just see how blessed we are. So I'm going to open up with our primary scripture. If you got your Bibles, which I always encourage you to bring, we're going to be in Romans 15, verse 13. I'm going to read that. It says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with a confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's my prayer for us today and every day. But when we look at this, God as our source of hope, that's where it all starts, doesn't it? You know, there's so many people you talk to in a week. We go, man, well, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? What, what's going on, you know? But you know what? God is our source of everything we need, amen? But he's so much more than that, isn't he? I mean, he wants that relationship. And we have the privilege through Jesus Christ's sacrifice to have that amazing relationship. We go on a little bit further and it says, you know what? We, we, we need to allow him to fill us with joy and peace, and that's the place we can all rest in. Do you got joy and peace in your life today? Could you use a little bit more? I don't think God's short on anything, do you? I think he can always, I think he always give us a little bit more, amen? But see, a lot of times I don't think that we're, we're open to that. A lot of times I, I ask people, I said, did you prepare your heart for the message today? You know, or did you argue all the way to church? Don't raise your hand. Right? I'll tell you the old story. My buddy, I used to be in a small group, and he told me all the time, he said, man, me and my wife get in an argument every time we drive to church. He said, but I figured out how to work with that. I said, how do you do that? He said, we take two cars. 
And he was serious. I'd see him pull in. I was like, where's uh, such and such? Oh, she'll be in a minute. <laughs> Everything was great. You know? Because, you know, somebody wants to be on time and somebody wants to do this. I got to tell you, the story has nothing to do with this, okay? But just for a little fun. Years ago, I had a sweetheart. And when we were getting ready to go place, this is not Denise. This is way back. Way back. Way back. Let me clarify that. And, and well, my mother-in-law, her hackles went up on me. Well, you'll be glad because... I'm a, a new creature in Christ. So anyway, I'm waiting and I'm like, okay, let's go. We need to go. We need to go. We need to go. We need to go. We'll get ready. I always got to go back in the house for something, back in the house. So I had this 68 Chevelle hot rod. And it was such a hot rod, you know, you got to change things in that, right? So I had a different gear shifter in there. And it wasn't really the right one for that. So sometimes it wouldn't always line up. With, with the <laughs> Kevin's going, yeah, I had that too. You know, sometimes you think you're in drive, but it's kind of like park or something. So you're done. So what I would do was I'd roll back and I'd like, beep, beep. Nobody likes you beeping the horn on their way. Beep, beep. You know, so I get this bright idea. When she opens the car door, I'm just going to jump down on it and go for it. Well, I had moved back and forth so many times, I was in reverse. And when she opened that door, Wham! I just slammed her right down in the ground. I should have known that relationship was going nowhere. <laughs> now you're glad that wasn't your baby girl, wasn't you? <laughs> I got all that out of my system, I hope. Well, you know what? I wasn't resting in anything. I was like, we got to go. I, you know, time frames, this, we need to be here. And we do that. We're very schedule driven a lot of times. And I think we should be on time and, and be respectful to others and stuff like that. But you know what? That little bit of just back and forth. And back and forth and not rest and just rest. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to force things to happen. Nobody does that, right? Be careful when you get in the car. Make sure it's all the way up in park. That's probably why nobody's parking out front out here, right? I keep saying, please park out front. Everybody comes up here and they walk up there. And we've been blessed to have that great uh, drive, driveway. So come on up there. But, you know, today I hope as we look at this, I'm going to read this again. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace. If we'd stop right there, that'd be a blessing, wouldn't it? <laughs> but it keeps going. It says, because you trust in him. See, that's what, that's what grabs hold of that. That's what grabs hold of that promise, faith. That's how we're saved. By grace, you're saved through faith. And when we, we latch onto that by what we believe about God, what his word says, and hiding that in our heart and speaking that with our mouth. And then it goes on to say, then you will overflow with confidence. That doesn't mean you're arrogant. Confident hope in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me ask you this. Are you going through it alone? Absolutely not. God is with us. Amen. So I, I pray today as we go through this that we see that, you know, that we're not carrying the load by ourselves. And I thought about this. And, I, you know, when you hear rest, a lot of times people think, man, let's just take a nap, get proper feet up. That's not what I'm talking about. And so when I'm talking about rest, I'm not talking about laziness. It's not sitting on the sidelines of life watching the world go by, amen? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that, you know what? That we can rest in our redemption of Christ in the flowing of the Holy Spirit through us so that we're effective, that we're powerful in all the things that God's given us to do and that we can impact lives for eternity. Everybody up for that, right? You know, when I talk to some friends and I say, hey, man, how's it going? You know, and how many people invite people to church from time to time? That's great. And it's great when they show up. And sometimes when they don't show up, you go, oh, man, that's right. But keep doing it. Don't have to jump on their back. You don't have to beat them down. But just keep offering and keep doing. How many times does somebody have to ask you before you came? You know, so you know what? Huh? Just going, man, how long was that? But you know what? We kept asking and God kept wooing you and, and you're here all the time. And that's great because you know what? We want people to come because we want them to know about 
the great creator, the Lord of the universe. It's not about, I said this before, it's not about filling a seat. It's about filling a heart with the truth of the gospel. Amen. So that's, that's what we're about. So if we're here, if we're, on the, if we're at food line, we're at our job, we're at college, we're at school, anything like that, or, or whatever, man, Lord, use us in a mighty way to impact people's lives for eternity. Amen. And, and that just does my heart good. So we can rest in the Lord because you know what? You know how I love to break things out. If you got your hand out, say amen. We're going to cut through that. And we're going to start with the R. And this is what the Lord was showing me this week. Redeemed. If you're redeemed, let me hear you say amen. amen. Woo, that's good. That's a good place to be, isn't it? You know, you ever think about that? Every time I hear the word redeemed, I think about, you know, the old, uh, the, the, what were they, green stamp, S&H green stamps, you know? Yeah. Okay, let me bring it up. Uh, uh, how about uh, Groupons? I'm, I'm, I'm hip now, right? The Groupons. But, you, but and when you do your Groupon, it's, all it is is a digital green stamp, right? But you have to redeem that, right? Something's paid for, and they give you the receipt, right? It's redeemed. Well, let me tell you something that's paid for. Your salvation, amen? amen? But if you don't redeem it by faith, you'll sit on the sidelines of life and, and, and go through a lot of things you don't need to go through, amen? So I want to take a look at a few things that will help us rest because we're redeemed. And I'm going to I'm kind of just preach through some of these. Good place to write some <laughs> notes down so you can go back and look at some of these scriptures later. But uh, I'm going to tell you what. I want you to know you matter. Did you know you matter? You matter to us and you matter to God, amen? So... With being redeemed by what Jesus Christ has finished on the cross, these are just a few things that you have, all right? Let's take a look at this. That's about as small as I can put it on there, isn't it? All right. Peace with God. How does it make you feel to know that you have peace with God? You say, yeah, but you know, only when I'm doing good. No. No. It is finished, Amen. And I like to go and take a little time on this stuff here. We have peace with God because when God looks at your life now as a believer in Jesus Christ, when you said, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin, he doesn't see your sin. He sees the shed blood of Jesus Christ and applies that to your life and says, hey, it's finished. How can we not be excited about being a child of God? Sometimes I want, I mean, I, can't, I know everybody has a down day. Everybody has a down day. And I know that I'm not walking in some of the things that you're walking in. And you might not be walking in some of the things that I'm walking in. But man, let's focus on what we have in Christ. Come on, let's keep on going. You got peace with God. See, we were enemies with God. What? I didn't do anything. You're right. You didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. Right? Because you were born into sin. All of sin and fall short of glory to God. Right? All of sin. But guess what God did for you? He sent Jesus to buy us back out, to redeem us from the curse of the law. Amen. And when you called on the name of Jesus, guess what? You set into the family of God. Does that make you feel strong today? It should. Let's keep on rolling. We have access to God. Man, that's good stuff. It's, it's amazing. I got a guy at work. He's, he's, a, he's an old school guy. Finally got him spun up on a cell phone. Right? He got a cell phone. Finally moved him from the cell phone to the smartphone. But he's still got this same thought process I'm only going to turn it on twice a day why I mean you know it's a brand new battery use that thing you know and, and, and I get on him all the time about this and I'm not, I'm not picking on him but, but, but there's because you know you like to have access to your, to your family and your folks and he told me this that morning like the other morning he says hey you know my aunt he takes care of his aunt and helps out with his aunt and she's She's 91. He so says, she's not doing good, but they're going to let me know what's going on. 
And so I came back after lunch about 12 o'clock. He said, hey, I just want to let you know my aunt passed. He's going to be with the Lord. She knew the Lord in fast. I'm sorry to hear that, but we celebrate that we know that she's with her. I said, when did that happen? Did you just get the call? He said, no, they left me a message about 7 o'clock this morning. Wow. You got total access, right? Don't turn everything off. You tell them, baby. Amen. You tell them. You got total access to God. I believe many of us do just like my friend with his cell phone. We just cut it off and check it every now and then. When we can have unlimited access to God. Amen. I like to know that I got unlimited access to God. Why? Because I have favor. Why? Because God loves me. Guess what? And he loves you. Why do you say he loves you? Because I make it personal. Have you made it personal? Do you know that you have the favor of God in your life? My father-in-law calls it fog. Favor of God. Amen. So if you're in the fog, that doesn't have to be a bad place, does it, Jimmy? It can be in the favor of God. So let's keep on rolling. So we have access to God all the time. Fellowship with God. Mm, Isn't that wonderful? When we get to come and praise the Lord and, and just set things aside. Notice I said, and set things aside. Don't pick them up when you leave. Leave them to the side, okay? What we do, we bring them up to the cross, and, and, and we fill up on God, and then we turn around and we grab all the stuff and drag it from there. Let's keep on going. Justification. And I hope you guys can see these scriptures. I, prom- I, I, I should have made them a little bigger, but I had so many other blessings on there. I had to scrunch them down, but I'll read them to you. Romans 5, 19, 2 Corinthians 5, 19 through 20, if you need a reference on that. Justification, I always like to say it this way, just as if I've never sinned. That's what God's love and his sacrifice has done for you, sets you in right relationship with the king of the universe, amen? How about this? Adoption. I always thought that word was amazing. Now, I I don't believe I'm adopted in in the natural sense. I'm in the spiritual sense through my Heavenly Father. But we do a lot of adopting of animals, amen? Anybody knows we love animals? We got any animal lovers in here? All over the place. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, man. We got got, got four cats and a three-legged dog and a bunch of uh, other animals out out that come around the the circle there because the word's out. Miss Denise feeds cats good food. Man, they'll show up. I mean, I'm not kidding. I'm like, is that our cat? No, that's one down the street. Whose cat is that? I don't worry about it, you know? So she's always got something going out there. But you know what? Me and Jesse, uh, we, every now and then, me, see, Denise wants to adopt, but Denise don't want to make the decision to adopt. I'm just telling you the truth. And I'll bring out some pictures. I said, that looks like a good cat, babe. We need another cat, don't we? I think we do, right? So we look, and we got to adopt a cat last week. You want to know what his name is? Conway Kitty. Conway Kitty. And if there's ever been a knockoff of Garfield, that's who this guy is, man. And, you know, sometimes you get cats and animals. You've got to introduce them into the family. Not Conway. Man, uh, Miss Karen brought him over there and said, well, me and Jess had already checked him out. You know, we went over there and I said, this is what we, this is the type of cat we need. He's all Chapman. Because I picked him up, he purred, I put him down, he ate. I picked him up, he purred, I put him down, he ate. I said, He's in. <laughs> no, no training him. He's ready to go. So, so we get him and we open up that, that, that carrier. You know, some of them are down like this. Some of them take off. He's like, is this the place? He walked on in there, went back. I should have had a picture, man. Sprawled out across the bed like, let me know when it's time to eat. And he's been, he's been good ever since, man. He's been good ever since. Well, you know what? Think about that. 
sometimes we, as, as children of God, and we're adopted into his family when we call on the name of the Lord, some of us are a little skittish, aren't we? Some of us are still in that, in that carrying case. But you know what? Maybe we need the, the faith of Conway to say, you know what? Here I am. I'm in the family. Isn't that amazing? He don't worry about anything at all. Except maybe if the plate's running a little low, and that's not going to happen with his, his kitty mama. She's going to bring him right on around again. And she says, he needs to, he needs to bulk up. <laughs> he needs what? We got animals with stretch marks at my house. He feeds them so much. I was like, he don't need to bulk up. His head is as big as a snowball, man. And I'm not kidding. He's like this. He's like this. And you got to wake him up. You know, you bring him on. Hey, what's going on? He's like, ah. And boy, he wanted Denise. So we get in the middle, get in the bed, got the electric blanket. Night, baby. Night. Gets right in the middle. And then gets over on her head. I think I'm sleeping with Daniel Boone. He got this, <laughs> he got this, got this cat on her head all night. It's amazing. He's right there. He curls right up over there, man. And he knows. And she's like, and, and, anything, and then she goes, you're snoring. There's a cat on your head, but you tell, I'm snoring. Conway has favor. Amen. <laughs> what does this have to do with us? Man, you think Conway's got a good, what do we got? We got it. We've got everything we need in Christ. Let's keep on going. Amen. I'll use that as a good opportunity. Don't forget to go to Paul's, our local place, if you're thinking about an animal. There you go. I'll put that out there. They do a great job. Restoration. Man, anybody ever broke anything? Anybody ever broke anything at Four Shirl Circle in the front yard? Throwing football. Like a 2002 Dodge Ram pickup truck windshield. You can't catch. <laughs> How can you break a windshield with a football? Okay, okay. All right, okay. Man, we're throwing football. You know, I love bonding and everything else, but it can be expensive sometimes. So I go, I tell him, I said, man, you know, I, I can't jump and do all this. But Jesse's like, go down here and break. You do this. I'm like, oh, I'm pumping. I'm going to do this. I'm watching Taylor Heineke. I'm doing this. Okay, all of a sudden, this ball's, whew, and I'm going. And it, out of all the things to hit, it hits my little inky dinky uh, antenna. And it goes, swabba. Swabba, doing slow motion. Like three times it goes, ding, ding, ding. I go, dude, let's go out in the street. So we go out in the street, do all that stuff, get back in the car. And I'm like, what just happened? It looked like somebody opened fire on, on my stuff. So I called Justin and I go, hey, man. We partners? Yeah, Dad, we partners. I said, well, let me check and see how much your part of this windshield is. He said, we ain't partners in that. He said, that was a good pass. I couldn't argue with him. I mean, how could you hit that at that? I mean, like, you know, 30 yards, he hit right on there, man. But you know what? We had to get it restored. Amen? And you know what? I didn't have to go to where they are. They came to where I was. How is this tying in? You don't have to go anywhere. God will meet you right here. God will restore you, make you new. Guess what? Even though I had that windshield in there for all those years, and I washed my car all the time because I got a Groupon. I'm tying all these stories together here. You know, I thought that windshield was pretty clear. But when they put the new windshield in, I was like, wow. Man, I could see everything. You know what? God wants to give us total access to all the things of the kingdom. God wants to restore your life. As, as, you know, we're looking through these things here. And he did that through the great spiritual exchange. What did he do? He died on the cross for our sin, right? And here's the thing. 
We change our filthy rags for his righteousness by faith. Amen. Isn't that amazing? You know, hey, look, y'all on the front row, you got to act right. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. <laughs> I couldn't resist. See, if this is your first time here, we have fun. But you know, we have a good time. We have a good time. I was going to sit in the middle. Yes, yeah, all right. So anyway, you know, spiritual exchange. There we go. So when we look at that is so many times we think, well, what is that all about? When you think about Jesus Christ left heaven and the splendors of heaven to come and walk through this life and traded all that and laid his deity aside so that he could take on the sin of man, our sin, your sin, all sin, and deal with it at one time. Man, past, present, and future, God overcame. He took our spot. Have you ever had somebody, I mention this a lot of times, have you ever had somebody, uh, what do they say, take one for the team? Have you ever had somebody say, hey, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay that. I'm going to take care of that. I like to use this analogy. Um, a lot of people, for most people, one of the biggest costs or one of the biggest concerns in their life would be having a, a mortgage. Amen? You know? Could you imagine if somebody walked in and say, everybody sitting in here, just come on up, give me the balance of your mortgage, and I'm going to pay it off. Man, that's it. That's it. No loans. I'm going to pay it. I'm going to pay it right now. I'm going to pay it just like that. If somebody, Jefferson's going to get out here and get this stuff. You said it. <laughs> We'd be first in line. Exactly. But look how long it took us to get in line or, or to come to the, the understanding of, of all the gifts that God's had for us. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Just trying to draw some analogies there. You know what? How much more did God do for us? We think about a lot of times, you know, paying the house off or, or money or things like that. But you've been redeemed from so much more. You have a spiritual home in heaven. You have the spirit of God living in you. You have the power and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. Somebody say amen. Because amen. you know why? We have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We are not alone. Romans 5, 5. Let's keep on rolling. I'm going to cut through these here. We have an identity as a new creature. I, I stress that to my mother-in-law. So I wouldn't, wouldn't get all kicked off the cake baking list. Amen. We'll make sure that she understands that. It says, any man be in Christ, he's a new, anyone in Christ be a new, whoa. Let me see if I can remember this now. Anyone in Christ is a new creation. I'll put it in my own words. The old has passed away, the new has come. Y'all look that up and straighten me out. 2 Corinthians five seventeen. And what happens is we trade our old for his new. Amen. Anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. Let's keep on going. And we have the saving life of Christ. Christ is about life. A lot of times we think about the cross and we think about death. And that's fine. But don't stay there because on the third day he rose. We have life because he is life. Amen. Yeah. But you know what? He put to death our sin once and for all. I want you to know that. And you know what? That's bringing our life joy. And I apologize. These I should have made them bigger. But that's all right. So you think about that as we go through there. I mean, how does that look in your life? You know, see, from that relationship, we should be so grateful. We should be so overflowing with the word of God. We should be telling people about Jesus. We should be inviting people to church. We should be loving on our neighbors. Amen. Anybody got any neighbors that need to be loved on? Y'all live in my neighborhood. Amen. Because that's what they're probably saying about me. Absolutely. All the time, man, we need to be just stepping out and, and, and reflecting Christ amazingly. And are you thankful for that relationship? Are you thankful for that relationship? And so I look at this, I said, so how does that materialize in our life? What does that look like in our life? What does redemption look like in your life? Does it look like you're a forgiving kind? Does it look like you're filled with joy? Does it look like 
Ah, you're concerned for others? What does that redemption look like? Because you can have it in your head, and you can even have it in your heart, but just like Ms. Tanya was praying today, as we apply it in our life, people should see those gifts in your life multiplied. Amen? Look, I know we all missed the mark, but I'm saying this. Let's realign our life. And realign our, our eyes on the things of God. And look at these things. This is just a few things that God has done for us. And let's walk in the fullness of that. Amen? But guess what else he's done for us? We should rest in that great confidence because we've been entrusted. Amen? So that's our E out of the rest. We started out with we're, we're redeemed. Now we're going to talk about being entrusted. What do you mean, buddy, by that? Let's look at that definition, all right? It says this. To charge or invest with a, tr- with a trust or responsibility. Charged with a specific office or duty involving trust. Mm. Think about this. God has invested in you. God has entrusted us with the message of Jesus Christ to tell the world of his redeeming power. Amen. You've been empowered. Amen. His love, his, his gift of eternal life. We have a specific office as a disciple of Christ. And yes, we have a duty to share his life changing message. See, a lot of times we think it's pick and choose. It's not pick and choose. Well, maybe I should share my faith. Maybe I should. No. He tells us the great commission. He goes into all the world. Right? And spread his word. I'm praying that we're doing that. And not only that, for God to give us great and more opportunities to do that. But have you ever really thought about that God's entrusted that to you? You say, well, I'm not a preacher. Okay. But you're going to meet people that I'm not. Well, I don't play guitar. Well, you're going to meet people that, that I don't play guitar for or whatever the case is. Whatever your gift. And sometimes I talk to people, so I, don't, I don't do this, I don't do that. It's all that I don't. But I'm going to tell you something today that's going to, going to help you. God does. God does use people. All types of people. I guess you figured that out from looking at this, right? All types of people. I say this over and over and over. You talk about somebody that's humbled to have the privilege to speak the word of God. It's this guy right here. Because I never dreamed that God would give me an opportunity to do this. And I take it very serious. But I love it. We were talking about this the other day. And, just, and I talked about it. I said, I wonder how many people like their jobs. Let me ask you, how many people like their jobs? Okay, that's good. How many people would rather do something else sometime maybe? Yeah, okay, yeah. That's, so that's not bad. And, and I can tell you, it's tough if you've got to get up and go to a job that you don't like. You know, it really is a blessing if you, if you do a living that you like and everything else like that. And, and so Jess said, well, Dad, do you like your job that, out at NASA? I said, yeah, that's good. It's, it's good, you know. You always want, you know, things a little different. He said, yeah, but how about your, your preaching job? I don't even think about it as a job. It's a get-to. I love it. Does it get a little tough sometimes? Yeah. But most of the time when it gets real tough, I find out I'm walking in my strength instead of his strength. It gets a little long sometimes. It gets a little, you know, you get a lot of phone calls sometimes. But, man, I'm going to tell you what. There is nothing, nothing I would rather do and share the gospel message. So I appreciate and thank you for the privilege of being able to do that. But that's a God thing. But you know what? It's a blessing, isn't it? Because you know what? What other thing that you could do that would transform somebody's life? I mean, you can help them across the street. That's good. There's a lot of good things. I want to do the God thing. I want to see somebody's life transformed. I mean, I can't do it myself, right? But I can carry the cup, right? I can carry that cup of salvation. I can tell you about Jesus. I can love you right where you are. Did somebody do that for you, amen? Why don't we pass it on? See, a lot of times we forget where we come from. You ever forget that? You know, you, always, you, you see people like on TV and they, they've made the big times and all this stuff. And some folks, yes, some folks, no. Some people forget where they come from. Amen. 
Don't forget where you come from. But also, always remember where you are and who you are in Christ. Amen? What are you talking about? Hey, let me tell you. What a privilege to be able to come and have total access to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What, what a, it's an amazing deal that you know what? When you lay your head down at night, that we can have peace in the midst of the storm. Right? That shalom, that peace. Right? God is not a God of chaos. He's a God of order. Amen? And it's not all this rigidness all the time, you know? Okay, what I got to wear, what I got to do, what I got to do, all these things like that. We, we, we lose some of the relationships sometimes because we're so wrapped up in the rules. But if you love somebody, you don't go, well, am I supposed to kiss her now or not? Am I supposed to tell her I like her or not? That was a really nice ham sandwich, honey. Thank you very much. That's not it. But you better tell her about the ham sandwich, amen? amen. But you do that because you're thankful. You do that because you're grateful, because you have a relationship, and you appreciate that person, and you appreciate what they've done. Amen? Do we really appreciate what God has done for us? I pray as we look at these things that we really take a time as we go into the, to, to Thanksgiving time, but always have a grateful heart for what Christ has done. Amen? So what else? We've been entrusted, but we're not in it alone, right? So guess what? The second part of that verse was this. Then you, we've been equipped. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of of the Holy Spirit. Man. Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Is the same Holy Spirit that lives in us as a believer in Christ. We have access. That's just ringing out in my spirit today. Amen. Man, think about that. Powerful, powerful, totally equipped. We should be encouraged. Romans 8.31, let me read that to you here. It says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Man, is that encouraging? I think that'd be encouraging. See, but if you don't have that in your heart, if you're not speaking that when the situation comes, man, that wave starts getting in your boat. You start staring at how, how high the water level is instead of how high and amazing that our God is. Yeah, but sometimes God seems like he's so far off. We got to indwell in the Holy Spirit. Got the Father, got the Son, got the Holy Spirit living in us. Amen. How do we access that power right there? Spend time with God. Know his word. Speak his word. We've been entrusted. We've been equipped. And let me encourage you with that. And not only that, it's not for a day, not for a week. It's for eternity. Amen. How long is that? Forever. But sometimes we respond like it's for a week or just while things are good. It's forever and ever and ever. There's some things in your life you go, oh, that's not forever, right? But when it comes to salvation, man, isn't that amazing? It's forever because God bought and paid for the whole deal. Look at this, Romans 8, 37. Knowing all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Boy, you can read that real fast and go, boy, that's real nice. That's wonderful. Yeah, okay, let's go. No, let's back it on down and boil that down a little bit. You know what? He's talking about how great our salvation is. And you know, God is, is a more than enough God, isn't he? Miss Deb, I always say, oh, he's more than enough. I love that. And what does he say here? He doesn't just say that you're conquerors. You're more than conquerors. That's, that's when God fills up your glass. He doesn't just get it halfway. You know, oh, well, you know, you ever been to that? Been places like that? You know, I went out to lead at Olive Garden last night. Been a while since we've been there. Somebody gave us a gift card. I said, good, let's go ahead and go. This is wonderful. And we went there and there was people all over the place. And I'm like, Wow. So I go and I open up the, the menu and I go, there is nothing on here under $15 as a meal. So I know it's been a while since I've been there, you know. It's closer to like $17. So I said, man, I didn't eat much today. I'm going to go ahead and get the tour of Italy. 
tour of Italy, right? I'm thinking, this is great because I'm going to have leftovers. And they brought me this plate. And I thought, did she drop something on the way here? And Denise, you know, she liked the salad and stuff. And Jesse got spaghetti and meatballs. They were hanging over the side. I got the tour of Italy. I'm expecting, you know, people coming out there with a crank. So the girl comes out and brings that stuff. And I was like, did somebody rob her on the way back? I got a bald spot in my plate, right? Now, don't get me wrong. I had plenty of food, but I was thinking that I was going to be more than a conqueror there, right? I thought it was going to be overflowing. It used to be overflowing. You'd be out there, you're like, can I help you with that plate, ma'am? You know, you're on one side, bring it out there. I was like, wow, isn't that something? See, times change. Prices change. Some of those results in the world change, but God never changes. You are more than a conqueror. Amen. God doesn't just say, things are getting tight, so we're going to cut back on the blessings today. Uh, you know what, man? Uh, uh, you know, Angie, you had 100% of the Holy Spirit, but you know, I got to cut back. I'm going to give you about 95% today. And Eric, we're going to give you just 70% of the Holy Spirit. Mike, we'll give you a good 10% of the Holy Spirit. Aren't you glad God's not in that type of business? Because why? We're more than conquerors. We have the fullness of God dwelling in us. Amen? Give the Lord a hand clap on that. Woo, let's keep on going. Everybody doing good. Well, that just sets us up to talk about our great salvation. If you're saved and you know Jesus Christ, let me hear you say amen. amen. Yes, good. So, what's your definition of salvation? Because I talk to a lot of people, and you'll be surprised what might come out of their mouth if you say, are you saved? They'll say, from what? Right? But think about this. See, a lot of times, people don't really realize uh, what God's done for them. And I pray that as we, we read his word and as we... Um, articulate the things that God has shown us to man that people just get a grab hold of this. I said this, I said, see what you don't understand about it, your salvation can either give you rest or make you restless. What do you mean by that? I'm gonna explain it. Some folks think they can lose their salvation. There's not much rest in that. Some folks think they gotta work for their salvation. Not much, not much work, not much rest in that. But that's not what the Bible teaches it, is it? It's a free gift from God. Notice I say gift. If I give you a gift, I go, hey, Mike, you know, I'd like you to have this. All right, have that right there, but I need 10 bucks for that, okay? <laughs> He'd say, put it back. That wouldn't be a gift, would it? If, hey, I'll tell you what, Mike, I, I want you to use this, but I need you to clean up the parking lot before we leave. But, you see what I'm saying? That's not a gift, is it? What God's given us, there's no strings attached. Amen? But you know, because he's given us such a great gift, and because it's such the love for us, don't we want to do things? There's a difference. Salvation is a gift from God. Amen? Let's keep on rolling here. Sanctified. Have you ever heard that word, sanctified? It means to be set apart, made holy, consecrated. Man, look at this here. It says, to make or declare sacred, set apart, or dedicate to, to the service of deity. Do you ever think about you've been set apart to serve the Lord? Man, I go back to one of my first jobs. I, was a, I always say I was a, a private in the colonel's army, which break down to mean that I was, I, that I was a, a bird flipping man, right, for KFC. I think everybody in the neighborhood worked at a Kentucky Fried Chicken at one time or another where we are because our buddy's big brother worked there and he could get us a job. But I remember working there and I had the uniform. I'm ready, man. I'm in, the, I'm in the United Bird Flippers of America, baby. I'm ready. I had the hat. And I looked through some pictures I had. And, it, it, and, and I remember this big sticker. Big, not sticker, but uh, P. 
pen that I had. And I said, you're something special. Oh, yeah, you're something special. You know what? And even as a young man, I'm thinking, you know, wow, that's, that's all right. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to do this. I'm going I'm, I'm to have something coming in here. And I thought that was great. But, man, look at what, what, what God says. You have Holy Spirit in you. You're something special. Amen? Amen? It doesn't matter if you burn the chicken or not. You're something special. It doesn't matter if you're late for work. You're something special. It doesn't matter about any of those things. You're something special because God saw all your sin and all my sin and said, you know what? I'm going to take care of that right now. I'm going to take care of that. Have you put your faith and trust in what Jesus Christ has done for you? Amen. Walk in that salvation. Now, you've been set apart to serve God. Amen. Now, let's talk about this. The source. I said, if Christ is your source, he will also be your resource. Can I get an amen there? I said, let's get a handle on it. I'm not talking about a genie in the bottle mentality. Please listen to what I'm saying here. I'm talking about a living, breathing relationship with the Lord of all creation. I'm talking about you are an heir to the kingdom of God, a child of God. You're in the family. Your heavenly father loves you dearly. You can rest in that. Amen. Can you be satisfied in that? I pray that we can because he's more than enough. When I think about that, when I say satisfied, I don't mean like, yeah, that's okay. I'm good. See, a lot of times we get enough to eat. We go, I'm satisfied. I'm good. That's not the satisfied I'm talking about. I'm talking about this, resting in the fullness of Christ and his provisions for your life. That'll give you rest, amen. That'll give you peace, amen. Have you ever met somebody that's going through an amazing time in their life and you go, wow, how do they do that? They're not coming unglued. They're not coming apart. And they give you a reason for that because of the hope is in Christ, amen. It's not that they don't have a tough times. It's not that they, they uh, you know, are just mind over matter. Well, I don't really care. No, no, they're, they're concerned. But their focus is so much on God that God is carrying them through and supplying all their needs that, you know what? They let the other stuff roll off because they understand that they're blessed. Me and Jessica got a movie last night. I strongly uh, suggest you guys take a look at this. What's it called? God's Not Dead. And I won't give all the movie away. It's, it's out on the uh, red box and stuff like that now. And, and I'll just give you a glimpse of that. And there was a, a college professor and he was, he was in debating and all these different things. And basically, he, he says, well, look, this is what we're going to do. Um, let's just go ahead and look at this here. He says, God doesn't exist. God is dead. Just write God is dead on your paper. And we won't even have to do that. And we'll just go ahead and pass you on that part of the course. Let's go ahead and go. And I know it was a movie, but we looked at it. It looked like just it said, Dad, it looked like a lot of this was based on a true story. And I, I think, you know what? Really, a lot of what we do and respond is based on... True story just like that because we sell them out for a whole lot less than that. But let me just tell you this. And man, in the movie, people were just trying, God is dead. Man, I'm going to get an A. I'm good. Whatever. But this one fella, he said, uh, I can't do that. He said, oh, really? Why is that? He said, because I'm a Christian. God's not dead to me. And I won't blow all the movie, but it shook everything that he believed. See, we just think, oh, yeah, well, I'm a believer. Everything's going to be fine. It wasn't really fine for that guy, Right? He had to stand up for what he believed. But in the, in the end, and as he walked through, things came around. Because why? God is alive, amen. amen. God is alive. Now, I'll just throw that out there. I strongly suggest you look at that. I think it would be an encouraging movie for you. It's, it's hard to find a good movie sometimes. So that's one you can watch with your friends and watch with your family and all those things. So, resting in the fullness of Christ and his provisions. Have you made that a reality in your life? 
not just head knowledge, just not something buddy said, not something somebody your grandmother told you about. Has it become a reality in your life? Is the truth of God revealed in your life? Are you resting in what God's done for you today? And notice how I say today, because today is the day of salvation. Amen? Amen. Let's take a look at this. Today, I said it's urgent. See, a lot of times we get so laid back and, and, and resting in the world means propping your feet up and let somebody else do it. I'll do it next week. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about trusting in Jesus Christ. That's an urgent thing. I'll, ah, man, I'd like to tell you about the movie, but I won't do it. But it was an urgency in the movie, okay? So y'all be lined up to check it out. I said there's no greater decision for you to make. There's nothing greater at stake. There's no reason to put off the greatest gift ever. It's today your day. It's today your day. Have you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? What do you mean? Trust. Do you receive his gift of eternal life? I tell you this a lot of times. As a pastor, you meet a lot of people. Last week, I did a lot of hospital visits. A lot of times, you get some calls that are pretty tough, and people are in some pretty bad shape. And usually, you know, as soon as I get around some, I want to know this one question. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You know, you ask the family, you know, hey, um, uh, are, are, are they plugged in? What do you mean plugged in? So sometimes when we talk, church talk is not necessarily what everybody else is on. And so I, I really break down. I said, hey, you know, do they know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? I don't know. If somebody came to your bedside and asked your family hey look things are not looking good here right do they know the Lord Jesus Christ would your family be able to say because let me tell you just like we saw last week you might not be able to answer for yourself would they say my dad knows my sister knows my brother knows my wife knows my husband knows all those things you know why the urgency that I'm telling you about is to make it right now then we know, but then live it out every day so there's no question, amen? Then there's no question, you know? That's what I pray we see today. Receive his gift and walk in the triumph of victory, amen? Walk in that. I said, how does it feel to rest in knowing you are secure in Christ? I said, we can rest in the best. We're redeemed, we're entrusted with, with the word of God, we're secure in our salvation, and we're equipped for whatever comes our way for today. Let me tell you, that's an uplifting message if you get your heart around that. Let's take a look at this. Are we thankful? Right? What about thankfulness? Live with a heart of gratitude. I see a lot of things in the world that we live with a heart of attitude. Amen? People expect things. People will shove you out of the way. People will point the fingers at you. Everything else. But I pray as Christians, as we look back over our life today and we look back at the, the cost that was paid for us because you're worth it. You're something special. That we can look at that and say, you know what? I want to tell somebody about that. Do we have a heart of gratitude? As we come into this Thanksgiving week, do we have a, a heart of a gratitude? When you got to go ahead and fold things out and you got to find some extra chairs and you, and you got to go make that run from a, uh, to food line for extra stick of butter, are you still going to have a heart of gratitude? Because you know what? You might just be going back to food line because there's somebody there you need to tell Jesus, tell them about Jesus. Or maybe encourage them. Maybe invite them to your house. I don't know what God's going to say. But I want you to have... 2020 in the spiritual. Anybody have any good God stories this week? Think about that. Did you see God moving in your life somewhere this week that you could have just interjected and said, hey, God's good. 
Maybe it, was, maybe it was at school. Maybe it was at Bible club. I don't know. You know what? God's moving all the time. But you know what? I want to be moving with God. I don't want to get ahead of God. I don't want to go out. How many, how many of us do this? We see something we want to do, and we take off running, and we didn't pray about it, and then when we're all the way up to here, we start praying. We do that a lot, right? And as we grow older and we spend more time with God, we find out if we started praying early, and then let God guide our steps, it might have helped a whole lot, huh? But I will tell you this, God's so good, he won't leave you out there. I don't, it might not turn out the way me and you planned, but he won't leave you, will he? He will not leave you. And so today's message, I pray that you rest in the truth of what God's been doing. Amen? So I'm going to bring this on to a close, but we do have some more celebrating to do. Yes, indeed, baby. You tell him. Don't hurt my feelings at all. Because she's just trying to tell you Jesus loves you. That's exactly what I heard. Is that what y'all heard? When you see a baby, and I, and I, I told, I told, uh, I told, uh, I'm going blank here. I told Debbie this a while back. I told Sonny too. I said, when you see a baby, how could you ever doubt that there's God? Isn't that amazing? That's just amazing. Oh, man, we thank God for, for the joy of a child. But you know what? As we look at stuff today, I pray that you come back to the urgency. And today, make that decision of Jesus Christ in your life. Amen. Let us pray for just a minute. I want to talk to your hearts. Father God, I thank you for the day, and I thank you that, you know what? You give us such a simple message, but it's so proud. So, so just, ah, it's so powerful. It's so amazing. There's no other message like it. And Lord, I pray as we sit here today, if there's any that do not know you as Lord and Savior, that today is the day that they rest in the finished work of the cross. How do I do that, buddy? I call in the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you're here today, I want you to open your, your hearts to this message. Do you know for sure if you were to die today that you'd spend eternity in heaven? If you don't look up here, I want to talk to your hearts. The sacrifice has been made. The price has been paid. Call on the name if you're sitting here today and you say, man, buddy, it seems like I've run so far away from God. Well, I'm going to tell you what, God didn't leave. And he'll come back and pick you up right where you are. Amen. You don't have to dress up, clean up or anything. Sometimes I say, I think we just need to give up. What do you mean? We need to give up trying to do things on our own. And just call on the name of the Lord. Amen. So I pray today for each one of my brothers and sisters here and those that will be listening later on online. I don't know where you've been. I don't know what you've done. I don't, and I'm not sitting here like I, I've got it all together, but I know who does, and his name is Jesus. And I want to point you to my Jesus today. I want to point you to the greatest gift ever given, the salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to understand about that sacrifice, that it was costly, but you're worth it. So I pray today, wherever you are, when you hear this message, the message is for you. Call on the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to do a little more celebrating. Is that all right? Thomas, you can go ahead and sit right back down. I got something special for you. <laughs> That's all right. We're going to do a little communion today. Yeah. And uh, I, what I like to do is I like to talk about that first before we jump into it and, um, and, and talk about why we do what we do. And the Lord's Supper uh, or communion that we often call it is a visible representation of symbolizing the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, you know what? We look at that to remember what Christ has done for us, to rejoice in what Christ has done for us, to turn from the things of the world and turn back to Christ. 
and to worship God. Amen. And so I want to just take a few minutes and, and think, of, think about all the things that God has done for us and, and how this, you know, is a representation as we go and he says, do this in remembrance of me, that we take this time and we look back on what God's done for us and, and, and what that really means. And to remember that our, our salvation is the complete work of Christ. He forgave all our sins. So we want to just celebrate that with a grateful heart. And I'm going to ask our ushers that I talked to a little while ago to come on up, and I want to talk to you about this, and we're going to go ahead, and we're going to have Holy Communion together. And what I want to say is we have open communion. What does that mean? That means if you have put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that you are more than welcome to join in in this, all right? So, and also, let's go ahead and take some of the, the, the nervousness out of these. These are the coolest things here. When you get this, what we're going to do is you just pull one of the, the pieces back and, and take the wafer out the bread. And I ask you to, to just kind of reflect on your life a little bit and hold that. And we'll take that as we read the scripture. And then we're going to uh, read some more and then we'll take and, and share the juice. So at this time, I just ask you to just kind of think about what God's done. Uh, I'm going to ask Mike to pray over this and then we'll pass these out and just uh, go ahead and, and open that, take the bread out. And then I'm going to explain a little bit more as we go along. We're going to enjoy what God has done for us and reflect on the great sacrifice of Christ. Thanks, Mike.
Amen. Let's see if I can get this together here. Thank you, John, for there you go. Tim's got the ticket on it. Amen. You know, as we celebrate this time, I pray that we take a minute and just think about what Christ has done for us. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, I'd like to read this. It said, for I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which has been given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us take of the bread and remember the sacrifice of Christ. Amen. And he picks up and it says, In the same way after the supper, he took the cup saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it and remember it to me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us take of the juice. Amen. Amen. I'd like everybody to stand. And I want to go back to our scripture that we started with. And I want us to know that we can rest in the Lord. And I'd like you guys to, as you stand, I ask, um, let's read this together. All right? One, two, three, read. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. You may still remain standing. And we want to celebrate with a song as we get ready to go into the uh, amazing week of, of Thanksgiving and what God's done for us. And this is a song that we do periodically that the Lord gave us that we wrote some time back. But it's, it's, it's a beautiful song that God uh, entrusted to us. And I want to share that with you. And it's called New Day. And I want to talk a little bit about that because, you know, when I, when I talk to so many people, when I look in the mirror, I know that I'm grateful for each day that God gives us. I, I know I'm grateful for the forgiveness that we have. And as we, you know, just took a minute or two to just celebrate the, the sacrifice of Christ through, you know, um, communion. I pray that that gives us a, a minute to just reflect our hearts and reflect our walk and our words. And you know what? Today's a new day. So let's pray and praise the Lord. Amen.